This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Green and White, the weekly Argot Life podcast. With us, we've we've been off for a little bit of Christmas break. We did release our uh, 2020 quiz. Um, Sam, you came last, didn't you? I may have came last, yes. Sorry, spoilers. Um, We're very dubious. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So if you want to hear questions about Plymouth Argyle, um, hear me rattle off every character from Friends Season 1, hear Sam make an absolute prash of himself on that question, uh, African countries, what politics? I think there was there was a question about um, Ferris wheels in there, wasn't there? Yeah, there yeah. was. There was quite an impressive yeah. array of questions. If you're a trivia buff, really <laughs> it you. was. Um, Play along it is quite long. So, not so sure about that. It is quite long. So kudos to anyone who makes it past the half hour mark. To be honest, um, but it's there if you want to listen to it. But anyhow, uh, with us this week we have got Sam. Hello. And we have got my quiz team partner, Finn. Hello. Um, obviously, God, it's been a while since the last football-related podcast. Um, I think we haven't done one since Charlton, Oxford, Gillingham, Huddersfield under-23s. Did we mm. even do one after Milton Keynes or not? Definitely, yeah, we did. You weren't in it. Ah, all right, that'll be why then, yeah. We, we did one, yeah. That's the last one we did. Um, so there's a lot to cover, but... Um, Oh, let's just get, so Argyle fourth round, Finn. Yeah, um, did what we needed to do really. I think you know uh, it was a good game. Um, I think uh, we benefited from the fact that obviously uh, the heavy rotation at Huddersfield um, did, and you, like you said, kind of they're under twenty threes really. But you've just got to take advantage of what's in front of you, and. Um, second half in particular, I think we really controlled the game and probably should have had. Um, more than the one goal we scored um, in 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 that second half. Uh, yeah, I can completely agree with that. We, we we really dominated the game. We had a lot of good chances, well as our goals. Um, Jeff Cotton Hardy had two one after the other start start the second half. Engson had a couple of good ones from headers. You know, quite aside from the three goals, I'm sure there's probably another one I'm I'm forgetting. But but yeah, so quite a lot quite a lot of good chances. Scored three goals. 
Huddersfield really didn't have a huge amount. There was that excellent Cooper save, but you know the corner from that one led to the goal, so you can't really class that as two separate <laughs> no, chances, right. really. So yeah, you can't really but, class that as two separate chances because you wouldn't have had one without the other. The so, thing is, is great, that if great, someone great, like yeah, go on. Sorry, if someone like if someone like Buffon makes that save. In that, like, so people are talking about that for like ages, but the but the but the thing is, is it like the goal just went straight after, so it kind of just uh, people forgot about it. I think. Yeah, but it's, it's disappointing. I think that the, the the kind of cliche of if if you know very big player did that, then, then it would be raved about. It, it may be a little bit overused, but I think that instance it it probably is true. It was an incredible reaction save. It was a real quick you know movement of his body, very quick reaction. And palmed it over for a corner as well. Often with those, you see them just kind of palm it back out. But he did well to actually direct where he palmed it over for a corner kick, which, you know, admittedly we did then concede from, but that's not his fault. So, yeah, um, re- really, really it, good it save. It was because I'm pretty certain you described that as his best save for Argyle. And to be honest, I'm not sure I I'd agree. dispute that. And which no, was extra gutting because by the time I'd read that message, we were losing. So, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. It, I think it was his best save for Argyle. He has made a lot of good saves. What I think he's not really done up to yesterday was make one of those absolutely breathtaking saves that you would expect a keeper to have no right to save. And that one yesterday, you know, or at least he made made a couple maybe on the borderline of that, but none none that are really obviously that. But that one yesterday was that. That that was very much in that ballpark. It was in that category of you know how on earth to save that. It was it was a really really good, really quick stop from a keeper who is um, seemingly developing in confidence every game. I think what we did here, because the, the FA player is, uh, with all due respect to I follow, significantly better in terms of pick, kind of sound quality and, and picture quality um, than, than, the, than the I follow, is we heard, we heard the players a lot more yesterday than we normally do. And Cooper was actually really vocal. It's, it's become a bit of a question mark about him. Is he vocal enough as a keeper? And whilst I accept he may well have improved as the season's gone on, you know, the fact he was vocal yesterday doesn't mean he's always been vocal. I get that. But certainly in yesterday's game, he was very vocal, very leading, very commanding. He, we heard his uh, slightly frustrated reaction to the second goal. But yeah, he, he, he was commanding and vocal as well as having a good game. Yeah, I, I agree. Mean, I, I, I had it on uh, mute, so uh, I wasn't oh. hearing this afterwards. <laughs> that one's but, um... one, yeah, no, I was going to say, was he vocal during or after? Because I know that with the, with the goal, for example, he was being vocal after, but I didn't hear him. No, that, that I think was just, him. To, that was to be one, honest, that was example, he was vocal during as well, I would say. Okay. On, on keeper, like, uh, people, um, you know, he, he's had some some mistakes this season and probably some goals he should have saved, but by and large, he's been pretty good. And I, I honestly think that that kind of, he doesn't communicate enough. Um, himself is a, is quite a weak argument, really, um, because you know, like Sam said, he might have improved as the season's gone on, but I saw no issue with his communication yesterday. And actually, like, sure, like communication helps with individual errors, but everyone's just been making individual errors, so there's not much that you know. If, if you want to 
classic example of where communication is vital, go back and watch that second goal. And when I say watch it, I mean watch it about five or six times. But each time, rather than watching the player carrying the ball, watch all of the individual defenders. Yeah. And watch an example of why communication is absolutely vital for any defending team. Because yeah. it is a cliche, but it's true. You don't defend as an individual. You, or you do every now and then. Take Ameson, for example, last this tackle against MK Dons. But, but by and large, you defend as a team. And you look at the miscommunication between Mayer and Grant. Mayer thinks Grant's got the player code. Grant yeah. thinks Mayer has. Both stop. He runs off. No one goes out to press him. None of the midfielders are shouting, you press it. You know, everyone is just doing their own thing. They're defending as individuals. And that gives yeah. this player a ridiculous amount of time and space right in the edge of the area. It was warning signs before the shot was even taken. And credit to him, it's an absolutely fantastic shot. Just because yeah. he's got the shot off there does not mean he's going to score. But if you want a classic example of why communication is arguably one of the most important traits ahead of actually being able to make tackles, or, or being a top tackler rather, I mean, obviously you need to be able to tackle the ball. But obviously, you know, why communication is one of the most underrated values when you're talking about defending, that's a perfect example of it. And Cooper has got a role to play in that. And for my money, hasn't been vocal enough, but it's obviously very hard to tell based around I follow. So you have to caveat it around that. Like when Fraser got into the stadium, he sort of correlated with that opinion. But again, one person hears things and sees things in a different way to another. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I do agree. I think the individual errors just mean like, that 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 was a series of individual errors by lots of players. But what I mean is, like we've had, um, uh, you know, games where an individual error has been done by Poku or done by Ameson or done by Canavan or done by Watts, and um, yeah, that was more systematic. I mean, Connor Grant, you know, yeah, you should just cl- first and foremost just close down your man, isn't it? I guess it's fine for. Connor Grant to drop off if Mayer's going to pick him up. You know, there's nothing. That's just zonal defending. Yeah. Like, I mean, hell, you can set that up on FIFA, and I'm presuming on Football Manager. I never played it, but you know, that's just zonal defending. But the key is, you know, you have to be on the same wavelength. But you're right in that there were a heinous amount of individual errors that don't for the you know the majority of it doesn't come down to communication. That's just just players not doing what they're supposed to. Yeah. But, um, then you also do have a chunk of goals that are related to communication. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I said, that's one of my main... It, it's a young and it's very inexperienced spine when you're looking at... For what we had for the majority of that awful run was Cooper, a poker ahead of him, Fauna ahead of him. I mean, let's yeah. face it, Danny Mayer's on the most vocal, nor I imagine is Kamara. Um, and, you know, that, that's your spine for the majority of these games. I mean, we talked about playing Huddersfield under-23 yesterday, but... How many of our goals starting 11 was actually over the age of 23 yesterday? It's a valid point because Ryan Lowe points us out a, fair, uh, a couple of times you know, in recent weeks. And you think, say you hold a core of this team together, say Watts who started every game and get him on loan for some reason next season. Then you're looking at, obviously, Cooper's his first full season. Um, Jeff got first full season really with us. Hardy's not that, you know, Hardy's what, 23, 24? Yeah. Kamara, yeah, 23? Yeah, Cooper's not that old. He's got a lot of experience despite his years, but he's not that old. Connor Grant, how many? He's probably going to make more appearances this season than he has any I mean, other. He's twenty five, but, but when he's one of the older players in the team, that's really saying something, isn't it? Yeah. I, think- I mean, even Ameson, I don't think this will probably be the second time in his career that he's played more than started more than forty games. Yeah, I don't think he ever I did. Mean, you don't get another Ameson injury. That's not oh yeah, true. Yeah. Okay, Grant, but, but you see what I mean? There's a lot of. There is an awful lot of inexperience here, particularly in that core, you know, in yeah. that spine. Yeah. Yeah, no, there, there is, there is. And I think it's a bit of a tough one because 
looking looking onto a poku now a poku yesterday good game very good very good game even like i could say but i'd actually even say in terms of individually what he did and didn't do probably the best of the three defenders yesterday a poku poku was very good but is it again a case that we are lacking organization without canavan in there and it's kind of it's a harsh man who says to a poku right you know you drop now for the game against crew at the weekend but I feel it might be the right thing to do because as much as he did have a good game individually, he didn't he he didn't offer quite that same communication and organisation that Canavan does. So I think you've probably, see, probably got a problem again. See, I'm not completely sure, and and um, you know, credit to Jerome Perk. He had a um, you know, I thought he had a very good game yesterday too. Um, but I didn't know why Canavan was um, kind of rest him. It's the FA Cup. I was all for it. I said, like, I yeah, said yeah. to you before the game, Sam, I was like, make a few changes. I want Ben Reeves in. You keep saying, Finn, what oh, yeah. did Reeves do? Well, I don't know. Is it a Marcel Sype situation? I don't think that... Um, like well, I don't think that Scott Wooden's ever played central defensive midfield in his career. Um, I bet and, he has once or twice, but I know what you mean. Yeah, and well, yeah, and, and well, at least Reeves is a central midfielder. I mean, come on, like, he's a good footballer. It's like, you know, not to discredit Wooten, like, but it's just, he's just a better passer of the ball than Wooten, first and foremost. Most I do agree uh, with you. That may not be the best time to make that argument. <laughs> After that, <laughs> Savvy esque pass by Scott Yeah, it's. Unbelievable. He that, looked very that, clunky there for about five or ten minutes. And then just out of nowhere, this inch-perfect pass. Tell you what, though. I reckon if he tried it a hundred times again, he couldn't do it again, could he? <laughs> he could probably do it, maybe not quite as well as that. It's, uh, it's one of those, you know, when you have, like, one of the challenges where you, um, where, like, you see on Soccer AM and they're, like, trying to, like, pass the ball from, like, 25 yards into a bin yeah. or something like that. Ian Holloway. Yeah, it's, like, I one of those. I presume you saw that. Yeah, yeah. I may be being uncharitable. I think he's just scooped it. He's got lucky. I maybe I could be totally wrong. I think he's just completely scooped it. It's landed in quite What's, a nice place. What, is that hard what for passing isn't that bad? Like I, he 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 hit some aimless ones down the line, but to be honest, so does Ameson. I bet the only reason Watts doesn't is because he's got Mayer endlessly dropping yeah. off to pick it up. Yeah, I do um, agree. Um, but I think the the kind of point on Reeves is just that I don't know. I don't know what he's done. I, I would like to see him a bit more, really. Same, but like I say, I, I, I'm all for bringing a poker in. Like, that's a perfect example of rotation. You've taken a couple of players out to get them rested, um, you know, to give them a break. I imagine McLeod's case is actually injured rather than rested, because um, obviously he came off against Gillingham, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, God, it feels like ages back since that. So I imagine he's injured rather than being rested. But nevertheless, I, you know, this, this idea that you need to be absolute full strength for a cup game, I'm all for making one or two changes. Yeah, I agree. And actually, on, on a Poku, I, I was actually really impressed with the way that he brought the ball out of the fence yesterday. Um, particularly yeah. the second goal, he basically started that um, and, and kept the ball going, and then we scored. I agree. I actually did it for the second as well, I think. Sorry, yeah. go on. I was going to say that, but I, whilst I don't disagree, that's never been his weakness, hasn't it? He's always had a bit of quality on the ball. He's always been, he's always had a little, bit, a little bit of something about him, but his weakness was... A, the defensive error, switching off, losing his man, which he didn't do it. He pretty much didn't do it at all yesterday. And maybe well, two to be fair, sorry, just, just to comment on that, it's not like he's the only one there. Let, yeah. let's, no. let's not hold on against him because for a four, five, six week period, you can say that. I bet you can, you know, that, that was the same of all of them. Yeah, you, you could. But may, maybe him 
slightly more than others, Bar Wooten. But but listen, he didn't do that at all yesterday. Was what was going on to say, and the only question mark you can hold is into the communication. So I I would I would bring Canavan back in for the crew game, but I think I don't know. I think with Ryan Lowe, he might think he might think go unchanged after that game, possibly. You know what really pleased me. And this well, is since we last pod- last podcast we had. I'm pretty. I I was either thinking it or I said it was. I really wanted to see Kamara improve. That 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 Kamara had improved since when we signed him. This idea that he was you know a um a rough diamond and you know he's still quite young and just one good season and we can start making a lot of money on him in the future. And then that was at the start of the season to roughly what a month or so. But then I remember. Pretty certain I said it in the last podcast after MK Dons was I really wanted to see him improve his attacking output and that I didn't really see creativity and his finishing was poor and literally what were the three games since then much much better Charlton less so but brilliant finish against Oxford yep. yeah good performance against Gilliam and then I, found, I gave him man the match for yesterday for me I know you went for Mayor Sam but for me I oh Cameron was very good yeah completely yeah, yeah no I know you yeah. don't dispute that very yeah. Good. Yeah. I, I loved his finish Sarsavajesk was how Fraser described me he's right it's a brilliantly timed run that's what we need you know so many crosses that miss both the strikers and there's no one following up and and he's just making that perfect run because we've got two strikers they're going to draw the two centre-backs and so when yeah. Kamara picks it up there's so much space it's a brilliant touch controller and a brilliant finish and was outstanding finish and yeah. of course good game I think he's able to, you know, inside the box in terms of when the, when the ball's presented to him like that. Um, I know it's a, a completely different level of football, but I remember I think Dol when he before he went to Crawley played for Dolwich Dolwich Hamlet after being um, released by Barnsley, I think, mm-hmm. and um, he he basically I think played as like an attacking midfielder, and you know got scored quite a few goals. I think he scored something like six or seven at least in like a in like a 15 game spell that he had yeah i mean it, it's it's tough it's, it's tough to judge too much from that from that low level but he's clearly got goals in him because he he gets in the right positions and he's not confident to have a shot it's it's just the finishing but like we say players improve and and, and one one strength for Ryan Lowe whilst I think we can all get a bit baffled by occasional decisions he makes is that he does improve players he he's improved camera as a player certainly improved jeff got as a player and pro- probably many more. We many more. We uh, Conor Grant. Many more we could name as well. So he, he does definitely improve players. So I'm at the least going forward. They improve. Not yeah, so well, sure going yeah. back. Yeah, that is the issue. Yeah. That, that, that is well, the I don't issue. think. Yeah, I think Camera. Um, uh, you know, he his best attributes is, um, in terms of like what he is naturally good at is pressing people, getting the ball off them, off them, and then running forward. Um, but yeah, like. I mean, Nick said, really, it's just great to see him, you know, well, he is performing the Sarsovich role at the moment, isn't he? And, you know, that that's really good to see. Yeah, I think, I think I'm going to say, I, I, I'm going to say, yeah. I think, I think I've, I've said it all season and maybe Nick will say, you know, even if I'm right now, I was wrong earlier in the season, I think it's a better version of Sarsovich, better passing, definitely, probably even better carrying with the ball and probably even more energetic. The, the only thing that was, up until recently, slightly weaker with the finishing, but now it's now he's got those two goals out of a sudden. His non-penalty output is looking to be on a par with Sarsovic, so I think he's, <laughs> he's a better version yeah. of Sarsovic. Maybe even certainly will have a better career than Sarsovic. I think I think he'll play Championship uh, camera for sure. A very very good young player, and I think like you say, there's a potential that he can either uh, preferably take us up there, or if not, certainly make a bit of money off him. So yeah, a very very another very good game from a player who's rapidly becoming a fan favourite, and dare I say it, maybe a player of the season contender. 
Well, I think that's a bit much early on. Albeit, I can see him, he's popular, therefore he might be player of the season yeah. contender. I mean, oh, I mean, I mean Jeff yeah. surely going to win it, but this is for probably me, too early for that. Jeff got all day long, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, very much summarised what my you know what my stance is going to be there, which is that you were, I I wouldn't have, I would have, what th- up until about three or four weeks back, there's no doubt I would have taken Sarsvich in this team ahead of Kamara, not necessarily because Sarsvich is better in all areas, but Sarsvich is definitely efficient in this style of formation in terms of getting the ball in the back of the net, getting into good attacking positions, and is really what we're lacking, and it's been good to see that has. Uh, uh, returned. Sorry, I'm just checking Sarsvich because I think one, two, three, four, five. So what? He Sarsvich scored eleven last season, five penalties. So we got five open play goals. That would be what Colchester. Okay, never mind. So he got five last season. But I think every season before that was three, wasn't it? So yeah, he must. He he's nearly. He's basically at the Sarsvich quota. Yeah, goals. because he's scored three now, goal. isn't he? Yep. We, we've one against more than half the season yet to come. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. One against Orion, yeah, three the year before that. Intriguing. Yeah, sorry, I just uh, thought I'd double-check that one. But yeah, like I say, I, if he can kick on and continue to kick on, fantastic. Um, I want to hear him... Well, yeah, I was going to say I want to hear him be more vocal, so I just want to hear him more. Because um, I, I still think we're missing... a Unless McLeod's playing, we're missing a, um, a leader, particularly a defensive leader um, in midfield. Mayer's not exactly the most vocal, and he's also... I mean, Mayer's fine defensively, but when you've got such an offensive setup and such as a a porous back you know defense as a whole team not just the defenders but a porous defense you need more communication so that'd be great because he's clearly got the know-how and the positioning he's got to be able to communicate that to players around him more yeah, yeah. i'd go with that I'd, I'd go with that but he i think we, he is slowly improving it in a lot of ways i feel we want to no no quickly quickly improving yeah well yeah quickly improving actually yeah fair, fair point I, I feel we want to actually really pay pay a bit of credit to hardy because since milton Keynes game what an, what a huge improvement yes. obviously not just the fact that he's now scoring more goals he scored two goals in five games after one in about you know 15 before that but the fact that he's now actually so not only a rapid increase in goals but playing much much better in general play not that he was ever all that bad in general play even on his dry run but now he's much better in general play creating loads running loads stretching defenders defenders don't know how to handle him just play a really 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 good run of games from him um and and animal goals as well to go so, about two yeah. goals in five games so, so, so five goal involvements in five in five games which is absolutely not that at all joint top assist with Conor Grant i think I believe. Yeah, you know, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all. So very, very good positive signs from him. Re- really hitting top form now. And um, although uh, Frank Nouvelet did have an absolutely fantastic... Oh, you, that was, that was where I was going to go before you went to Hardy. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it was it was an absolutely fantastic... Oh, I, I'm sorry. I'm just watching... I'm watching... Oh, I'm watching Newport versus Brighton on my iPad on new. I do apologise. Newport very nearly scored, but it was uh, cleared off the line Ooh. by Ben White. But anyway, yeah... Um, Anyway, yeah, absolutely fantastic time wasting from Nuble and Mare uh, down in the corner flag. In the last Nuble year. in particular, Nuble in particular, yeah, just didn't. That was men against boys. Oh, he was, was holding three of them off at one point. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was like I felt sorry for the Huddersfield players. We genuinely wasted about two minutes. I mean, maybe you should question whether we should be wasting time against what was essentially Huddersfield's under twenty threes. But it's, it's the right thing to do. I got I no complaints. And it must, it was genuinely hilarious to watch, mostly because it was, um, A, because it wasn't us on the receiving end of it. Um, it's incredibly frustrating the other way around, but B, it was just an amusing spectacle. Yeah. Oh, it was great. Yeah. And it was really professional game management as well, uh, throughout. 
Uh, and, and another, um, again, we, we seem to be mostly mostly showering praise across the team because it, it was a very good performance. We won 3-2, should have been more. Another very good display from Conor Grant, a left wing back with the admittedly sad news that George Cooper is now going to miss the whole season through his injury, which is a great shame. Never really got going this season. Hopefully he'll come back stronger next season. But it's news that's you know made a lot less bad than it might have been by the Conor Grant. Uh, excellent run runner performance. And certainly going forward, we've seen that left wing back he was involved in the third goal involved in a lot of other good uh, opportunities. Wasn't he, um, second half. Ipswich, Ipswich assist. Oh yeah, it's, yeah, assist against Ipswich. Assist absolutely. Gillingham assist. Gillingham assist, and um, obviously involved in the third goal, not the assist, but he had the the, the um, pass for the assist. And not only that, but he just just general involvement in a, in a lot of good chances. So still some work to be done defensively, but he he's getting there defensively. I think his second half defensively yesterday was a lot better than his first half defensively. So. Again, turning turning into a very good wing back again. Um, I don't know if the listeners know this. Me and Nick had a bet at the start of the season that if Conor Grant played more than I've always been a big advocate of Conor Grant, as long term listeners will know. I bet that if um, if he played more than I think it was one thousand three hundred minutes or one thousand three hundred fifty minutes, something of that kind. If he played more than that total of minutes, I would win, and if he played less, Nick would win. And I think I've probably already won, or if not, I'm certainly very close to it. So, please, Connor, if I've not won, just don't get a long-term injury anytime soon. <laughs> For the mm. sake of the team as well, we can't have two left wing backs out injured. But yeah, um, another good, another good game from Connor Grant deserves a bit of praise, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I thought yeah, the good, good game, and um, for as much as like George Keeper, I mean, he's um, I think I made a comment about Keeper's delivery um, that he put he puts um, you know, when he deliver when he has a good game with the uh, you know, with his delivery, there's not many. Oh, I don't think there's any in the division that can really really live up to that kind of quality. Um, but in terms of consistency, Conor Grant always puts the ball in a good area and you know we need someone the role that the left wing back plays in our team we need someone who delivers the ball and I think Conor Grant you could argue that he's on par if not just below keeper in terms of quality of delivery consistently anyway Cooper yeah. last season better than Conor Grant this season but Cooper just hasn't been as good this season as he was last season yeah simple as that for me is yeah. is, is, is and you're right it, it's it's purely down to if Cooper uh, I think Cooper had a better season or had to been better rather than some people have realised. But at the same time, you know, he still wasn't that fantastic. But he wasn't helped by constant COVID and injury and now this big injury. Um, it was a very stop-start for him. Yeah. Um, and you know what? If, if he comes back and just being a bit more careful with his crossing, because let's face it, there are too many over here, too many under here. And you're right. And right now, Conor Grant, for me, isn't doing as much as... Um, uh, George Cooper would do on his best day last season, and that doesn't really matter right now because a Cooper's injured, but b he you know his, his crossing wasn't as up to par as it should have been. And if Conor Grant can continue delivering from the left, fantastic. Um, slight downgrade on George Cooper, but that's no slight on him for me. Yeah, and and probably an upgrade. I mean, if, if, you, if you'd have said, if, I was going to say, if you'd told me at the start of the season that we'd be just talking about Conor Grant as just a minor slight downgrade on George Cooper, you'd take that all day long because let's face it. Conor Grant was exactly flavour of the month going into this, se- uh, this season, and uh, he's except probably me, turned it around. Except with me, of course. But yes, yeah, yeah, yeah but, you're quite right. Yeah. Um, 
And I think whilst, whilst you're right in saying he is a slight downgrade on Cooper and his crossing isn't as good as Cooper's best day last season, I think this season he's been better than Cooper in that role and it's certainly better than Cooper's worst day. He's more, he's more kind of solidly 7 or 8 out of 10, whereas Cooper can be a 9 or a 10 out of 10, but he can also, in terms of crossing at least, but Cooper's crossing can be a 9 or a 10 out of 10, but it can also be a 3 or 4 out of 10. Whereas Conor Grant's crossing is more consistently a 7 or 8 out of 10. So it does at least give that, you know, lower baseline at least, which is good. Yeah, I mean, what you, don't, what you don't get with um, with uh, Conor Grant, um, and this can be a positive or a negative depending on who you're playing, um, is Cooper almost exclusively always goes for those early hit balls down the line or in behind the defence because he can hit those. And we saw, I think, against Stevenage, he did it against Scunthorpe. He played an absolute yeah. blind ball to Byron Moore. Um, yeah, you're right. Where, so sometimes that can be frustrating because they're overhit and it's like, why do you keep going for it? But it's uh, sort of, I guess, law of averages for him. Um, it works yeah. with Hardy as well. Like I remember, I think it was one of the last goals we scored as the opening goal yeah, against, against Macclesfield, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It, you're right, and it'd be nice if Conor Grant could add. There's so many little things like that Conor Grant can pick up from uh, Cooper. So we mentioned a couple of weeks back was the right foot crossing. Cooper really developed that cut inside right foot cross when you know teams when defenders were really keen on showing him inside. He could. Yeah, but we'd also gotta gotta say that he's literally playing in a in. I mean, so is Cooper really? But um, he's he probably had less um, practice at left wing back than Cooper. Cooper has. Um, well, certainly at the moment, because he played, well, most of the point, until Keeper got injured, really, he'd been playing in centre midfield. And then a couple of games for Adams when we couldn't find a left back. Uh, I was going to bring up set-piece defending, but screw it, let's have a positive podcast, what's the point? So what else What else have we got to be positive about? Um, we're in the fourth round. In the fourth round for the first time since 2008. Oh, yeah, of course. Who do you think we'll get? Who do you want gone? What kind of draw? I think we did this last time. What, what draw do you want? So I would take one of two. I, I, I would, I, but preferably not anything in between. I would take either a big tie against a big, or, you know, or at least mid-ish Premier League team because I think the players deserve it after, you know, all, all the hard work in the first three rounds and it will be a good payday for the club. Even if fans can't go, it'll mean a bigger television fee, you know, merchandise, maybe sales, so on and so forth. If that's not possible... I'd like a home home game against uh, Chorley, Cheltenham or um, Crawley, just because I think that's, those are probably the three most winnable games in the hat. I don't really want anything in between. I know that, you know, the games we have won in rounds one, two and three have all been something in between. <laughs> They've all been games against teams better than us, who due to a mixture of rotation and us being good on those days, we have won against obviously Charlton, Lincoln and Huddersfield. So ideally not something in between, but if it is something in between, you know, that that's what we've had the last three times. There's lots of we can't do it. So I'm relatively philosophical, whoever we get. I think the most Argyle sods law outcome would be, because um, let's not forget the fourth and fifth round are being drawn at the same time. Um, it would be something like Argyle at, home, Argyle at home to Blackpool, but the winner plays the winner of you know Man City against Man United, or something like that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that would be a very very nerve wracking outcome. But we'll uh, we'll see. We, we shall see. I, I'm, oh, I, God, I still like remember that. Garita's penalty against Newport. Yeah. Oh, oh remind me, please. Furious swearing, like oh. I mean, it's just it's funny now because Kerry stuck one in the corner, but <laughs> at the time, I, I, I do remember Willie wanted this good Willie wanted the second penalty, didn't he? Yeah, and Kerry's like, no, no, we, we, we've had our fun, no, we have had, had our fun, yeah, had our fun, exactly. 
I didn't believe you let Greta take the first one, but there no, same. Oh, God, I didn't. And then he didn't him when it hit the post. <laughs> oh, dear. And then, okay, right, yeah, like I said, that, that would be awful if we get a big tie. And let's face it, the odds one's getting a big tie for round five. Pretty big. There's some big clubs left in it. Yeah. You don't often have them drawn together. So it, it is kind of quite likely that we'll be drawn against... A, in either you know, round four top. or the preemptive round five, it's quite likely we'll get yeah. yeah, somewhere in that there will be a big team, yes. Yeah, because there's yeah, there'll be so few clubs left by that point. I mean, we're talking winners that get through to the quarterfinal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, and that's what I would say. I mean, I, I, I've said, um, said today that I think that I, I'd like a favourable tie um, round four because I think there's still a few teams that we could get in there, particularly uh, Cheltenham won in the end, didn't they, against Mansfield? Yes. Yeah. Um, don't, don't underestimate Cheltenham, though. No, 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 I'm not. I, by what I mean. Last season. No, especially, no, I mean, away is a different thing, which is why I, w- I wouldn't take Chorley away. I would be very nervous about that. Um, Absolutely agree. And... Um, because I actually think they can cause us a lot of problems. Um, I mean, I don't know their team at all, really, but I know that non-league teams tend to be more physical. And when did you watch are... the highlights of them versus uh, who was yeah, it? I Bar- watched it live, they... Derby. I watched it live. They Derby, battered, that's it. They battered Derby, didn't they? Really? To be fair, Derby's under twenty threes. Yeah, but did well, they just... at the same at the same time? Threat after threat after threat from set pieces. Yeah, and and that's... does that happen with confidence if we get drawn away to Chorley? No, no, it doesn't. No. Um, so I would personally, because um, my um, my family um, uh, are, um, are Man United fans, I'd quite like Man United, um, just for that big tie. But if not, then someone... Um, someone favourable in the, in the fourth round that we can beat. And then maybe you're thinking maybe a championship side and that we could go away and somehow beat and then maybe get in the quarterfinals. But maybe that's, you know, we can dream, can't we? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the whole point. Yeah. My, my worry is that we get a tie that we could win. It's like a Huddersfield kind of team who would be quite like, likely to rotate because the FA Cup's not their priority. They've got half an hour in playoffs or whatever, avoiding relegation. Um, but then we get an FA Cup draw for the fifth round against said big team and all of a sudden well we're not resting all our players are we we want doing it we want the the big tie yeah and, and that and that by drawing them together means that we uh we end up playing a side at full strength but at the same time doesn't mean you can't win it uh blackburn relatively battered doncaster yesterday christian walton let one slip between his hands and they blackburn i'm not sure it was might have been armstrong missed a tap in from two yards against an open goal mm. Yeah. So yeah, it's not that it can't be done. Yeah, yeah, I can completely agree. I'm, I'm very positive. There are there are just a couple of little, little kinks still, like the like the set piece defending, and, and like the fact of, of lack of organisation for the second goal. It wasn't a a flawless performance, but I think it was certainly one of the better performances of the season. I'd like to point out now that that is uh, in all competitions we've won two games away from home this season, and they are both in the same competition, <laughs> both in the FA Cup, and that is, that is now in fairness. In all competitions, two games unbeaten away from home. The draw at Charlton and then the win at Huddersfield. So that is, you know, small, small, you know, small Straws to clutch at. What was that? Straws to clutch at. Yeah, well, well exactly. I, I, I think the first league away win is, is hopefully not too far away. Maybe not our next game because that's Sunderland. And that How long have you been saying that, Sam? 
Well, it, well, thing is, well, what, what I would say, Nick, is previously I've said it when on the basis of kind of more <laughs> Previously, I, mean, I, I thought kind of said, we'd, well, we, we, we win out our way at Wigan and then that would be it. We should have. Yeah. We should have, absolutely, on the balance of play, yeah. yeah. But it's um, it, it, it's a monkey to get off our back, without a shadow of a doubt. But I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful it will come. Obviously, we've got crew, crew at home next, which will be, a, in paper, quite a tough one. They are on good form. They are breaking breaking up towards the playoff race. But they are very much a side who are better at home than they are away. And, and, and obviously, so are we. So, I, you know, I, I'm rel- quietly confident about that one. And then... It'd be good just to kind of pull away without any categorical doubt that we're not on a relegation fight because I want to enjoy this cup from without kind of looking over our shoulders to how it all potentially damaged the league, um, which kind of in, in, in the famous style for older listeners may remember, obviously I don't remember, but I've read up on it, the 1984 cup run. We were actually in a relegation fight that, that whole season to go down from this league into the bottom league. Obviously, you know, League Two is now Division Four as it was then, which would have been a really huge thing for Argyle because at that point we'd never been in the bottom tier. So that would have been our first ever relegation into the bottom tier. And we were kind of fighting relegation all season whilst going through that cup run. So which probably would have taken taken a little bit of the enjoyment off it. So it would be good to have a, if we did, you know, who knows, you know, dreaming progress into last 16 quarterfinals, God knows, maybe even the semifinals again, like in 84. It'd be good to do that without having that league to league um, league monkey on our back to worry about, I suppose. So that would be... Would be very good if we can just, you know, even if we're nowhere near the top six, at least, at least, not be anywhere near the bottom four. You know, I just want to touch on very quickly when you um, just mentioned the league. There, um, we are now in the January transfer window, and um, we haven't signed anybody yet. Um, but I was just querying: Do you think we sign anybody this week? I think um, I was expecting Jack Ruddy not to sign a, a new contract, and um, obviously Timmy Abraham's left and possibly Jerome Poku I was expecting him to return but now um he, now that George Cooper's out and he can play left wing back I don't really want uh Byron Moore covering both sides if we can do that so what do you yeah. think Yeah I I I think it's 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 worth extending a Poku as long as Fulham are, are on the understanding that he he is he is, he is back up effectively first and foremost he's not going to get a guaranteed start every week he has to earn his place in the team so I think I'd be okay with extending a Poku. I, you know, he, he has had some absolute stinker games for us, but so have a lot of others. And I think he, you know, he did do well yesterday. He can cover left wing back in the lack of in the lack of um, George Cooper being there. So, yeah, I, I'd be fine with us extending a Poku. Um, oh, I, I'm going to have a little moan about. I, I know that we're kind of dragging on in time. But I'm going to have a little moan about Fauna. I think he was the weak link again yesterday. I'm afraid to say. I think he. Let's the game pass him by too much. I do not rate him as a defensive midfielder. He's got some ability on the ball. He, he's even got some ability in the tackle, but he's, his understanding of positional sense and, and space on the pitch is non-existent. He's got no idea where he's meant to be. Often don't really know what he's meant to be doing, I, I feel, which, which is a bit of a shame. Um, I, and yeah, I, I feel that our, our first target, if McLeod is likely to be out for any length of time, or, or even if he's not because he is injury prone, and even if he's not now, he could be out for a length of time, Therefore, priority should be the sign of the M, I think, because Fauna just worries me a, a lot when he's trying to defend, and I don't think that's sadly going to change this season. Scathing. <laughs> I'm um, not, am I wrong, though? I've, well. <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, I, I didn't know anything he had the best best game yesterday. You know what's kind of infuriating? is He's got a good range of passing. He just seems off far too conservative 
unless there's open space ahead of him, you know? I, I agree. And he, he's a good pass. Not, not all the time, though, Shad. Not all the time. Mm. And sometimes he decides to give me a heart attack when under intense pressure, but it seems like there's nowhere in between either. It's only when there's open space or he's under a ridiculous amount of pressure that he'll try and do something. Otherwise, it's mm. a little bit of pressure to turn back past. Not, and obviously, that's a, you know, over simplification but still it may have maybe it's just some feeling it because of yesterday and i thought we could have done more yesterday hard to know i think you'd be better in the more advanced cm role but the trouble is not going to play there because he's got the creativity to play there he hasn't got the creativity to play there but like you said he can passing passing is not the same passing is not the same as being creative yeah well to be creative is more than anything about seeing said space yeah, maybe. No, if he's going to start scoring from 30 yards every game, I... then he's going to play there. See, and let's that... face it, he looks like one of our best distance shooters right now because he's he's probably had more good shots from distance bark on a ground than anyone else. Seeing said space, i.e. Ben Reeves, for example. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Finn's going to bang the drum for Ben Reeves like I did for Conor Grant. Let's hope it has a similarly good outcome. Yeah. But, you know, you, you wouldn't, bar the odd rotation here and there, you wouldn't put him in above Cameron or Mayer at the moment, would you? So he'll have to wait his chance for an injury or a drop in. Pre Oxford, I would have put him in ahead of Cameron, but I mean, you can hardly drop him when Cameron suddenly found, you know, that, that, that goal scoring touch, at least for now. On, on Finn's point, there haven't been, so we talk about, um, uh, I think impatience is the word I'd use. A lot of people are quite impatient for transfers. There haven't been many so far. And let's face it, there's not, there's not a complication. Although, I mean, I'm not going to go into much detail because we've mentioned already, but obviously with the wage cap, you know, you often need, then Ryan Lowe said, you need to let someone go in order to bring someone in, which means that we need to have a buyer or be willing to pay to end the contract of a player in theory in order to bring someone else in. So it's not as simple as identifying a target like in normal seasons. Yeah. It's about being able to make that wage space. And I mean, who, who's come in? I mean, Carl Winchester to Sunderland, that's one. Gillingham made a loan signing. MK Dons have made a loan So We're talking like under 23 players they're making loan signings of. Um, uh, I mean, Swindon brought in Kieran Freeman. There's not uh, a lot of activity going around, is no, there? Like there really isn't because. COVID, you know, like wage said, cap, all of that. No, no, no. You know, I'm not 100% expecting anybody to come in. I just think we need somebody. <laughs> and this is the only chance between now and the end of the season that we're going to have the ring. Well, it's not true. There's loads barring, of free transfers. Barring free agents, yeah. Uh, well, true. But when, but, but when, you know, because of the wage cap, when, you know, your situation in two months' time is going to be no different now. Well, like I say, yeah, you're, you're right there. But at the same time, you can still pay to cancel someone's contract at any point. Yeah. The question is, do you do it? Yeah. Um, but there's there are some good players out there. Um, I'm 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 writing something up now on who's who's available loan and transfer wise. It's not majorly comprehensive, but still, there's there's some decent players out there. It's just about making the space, and in some cases, taking the risk. Yeah. But anyhow, I think that's uh, that's us. So all that's left is predictions against uh, Crew, Finn. Um, Crew are decent side. I think when we played them last time, we won in our best run of form. Um, so. But I think we can beat them at home. I'm going to go for a 2 1 win. Sam? Uh, as long as we don't try any more ridiculous 4 2 3 1 nonsense with Scott Wood in the right back like we did last time we played crew, then I'll agree with Finn. I'm going to say 2 1 win. Oh, God. Scott Wood's a utility player. He's played yeah. centre of defence. <laughs> right? Him and a poku, really, because he's played centre of defence. He's played the right of defence. He's. Uh... 
obviously defensive mid and right back. Crikey. Uh, I'll, I'll go for a 2-1 um, win. We all two one wins. Una- unanimity yeah. on the podcast prediction the first first time for everything. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Yeah. Anyhow, that's it. That's uh, that's really why I think you were. No, well, no, it won't be a two-one uh, win then. Sorry, go on. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's green and white. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, hope you have a lovely week and uh, looking forward to the FA Cup fourth and fifth round draw um, on Monday. So today, when you're probably listening to it, or yesterday. Uh, so this has been green and white. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. 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 TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.